Nazir Dav Samach Daled, the last thing we're discussing, was a person went down to the Mikveh and came out of the Mikveh and he sees a dead body floating. We're going to say he's Tameh. And the Gemara said that's only in regards to that body, but not in regards to a Sheretz. And we saw that there's a Mahloket between Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon in regards to a Tum'ah of a floating on the Mikveh. According to Tanakama, it's always Tahor. According to Rabbi Shimon, depends if they saw it floating on the water of the of the bowl or if they found it floating on the, the, the water of the Mikveh. And each one gave the reason. And with that, we're going to start seven lines in by the two dots what says Tanura Banan anything that is uh, carried anything that has been dragged by a human being is because they're as if they're in a person's hand and it's not considered a floating tum'ah so let's explain the way Tosfor explains it. If, uh, let's say, a person is holding a rope across a river and someone's walking in the river and on one side of the rope there's, uh, there's a person holding the rope and on the other side of the rope there's uh, a dead rodent. The man pulled the rope into the water. Maybe the person swimming in the water touched the rope. Maybe didn't touch the water. That's considered uh, a, a tum'ah that's in place. It's not a floating tum'ah. Therefore, if it was Rashuta Yahid, it's tameh because it's in one place. It's not called a floating tum'ah. Vahanizrakin, anything that that could be thrown, anything that was thrown, Sfekan tahor. If we're not sure if he touched or not touched. It's considered tum'ah, safa, floating tum'ah. Therefore, you start or chutz, except kezait ahmed, except for kezait of a dead person, because over there, even if you were in the same uh, tent as the as that piece of uh, flesh, it's metameh. Bechodavashem metameh milmala kilemata, and same thing, same rules apply. Anything that is metameh. Upwards and downwards, meaning lie to ye. Would we bring in zab and zaba that they're metame anything with the move and anything that goes on top of them, anything that goes under them is metame. So let's say there's a cover on top of them, it's tame. Anything, any mattress that's under them is also tame. All these, if we're not sure, even if it's floating to mat, still tame because they're tame, even if you don't touch. So let's say if there's uh, two, three matches, uh, mattresses under this uh, Zav, they're all Tameh. So that's why in case of, uh, of uh, Tumadat Zafa, it's still Tameh Misafik in these type of cases. But in general, it's not. So now, Ba'ira Mebar Hamara. Mebar Hamara is a question. Met Bichli. Let's say there's a kezait of a met in a cup. And the cup is floating on the water. What's the halacha? Batar keliazlinan or batar mitazim? Do we go by the keli? Do we go by the cup or do we go by the dead person inside the cup? If we go by the cup, it's a floating tum'at, tum'at safa, and therefore if there's a safek, it's tahor. Or if we go by the actual piece of flesh that's inside the cup, then it's not the tum'at safa anymore, and therefore it's tamemi safek. So imtim selomar lav batakliyazlin, if you want to say we don't go by by the cup, okay, met al-gabe sheret. So let's say this is an interesting case. You have a piece of flesh on top of a dead rodent, and it's floating on the water. And maybe a person touched that rodent, maybe didn't. Ma, what's the halacha? Kevan Since the sheret is tam, if anyone touches it, you tam until the end of the day. And by tumat met it seven days. 
And therefore, it's not considered a tumat safa, or maybe It's one thick tumat. It's all connected, and it's on the it's on the sheret. It's just one big sheret, and we're going to call it tahor from safek. And if you want to say the opposite, it's as if the the tumaz in a keli vetame vaday, and you want to say pashut that he be, he became tame. How about sheretz al gaben nevelaif? There's a sheretz on top of a piece of meat of an animal that wasn't shechted properly. Un velat safa. And you have this piece of meat floating on the water. I'm not sure if I touched it or not. Did I touch the sheretz? Did I not? Ma, what's the halakha? Kevan de tarvayu tumat ayravinu. Since both of them, the tumat sheretz and the nevelaif, you're only tamay until the night. Tumat semichta. It's one thick tumat. Or do more maybe? Since high kezait, high kadasha. Since the nevelaif is metamay in kezait. And the sheretz metame even with the lentil size, then you want to say it's as if the sheretz is in a keli, and therefore it's tamemi safek. What's the halacha? And again, what about sheretz algabe sheretz? What about a, a dead rodent on top of a dead rodent floating? Ma, what's the halacha? Hanevada hachoraninu. You want to say they're one shiur, one measurement, the size of a lentil, and therefore it should be tahor misafek odilma. Since they're separated from one another, Lord, they're not considered one tum'ah. And now the sheretz that's on top is not considered floating, and therefore maybe the safek, uh, if someone touched it or not, is tameh. If you want to say sheretz al sheretz, if you want to say that if one sheretz is on top of another sheretz, since they're separated, it's as if they're in a keli and tameh misafek. So here's another question. Sheretz al nevela shenimoha. Let's say there's a sheretz on top of a nevela that has been uh, melted, has been cooked, it has dissolved, and now that nevela is floating on the water, and maybe someone touched the sheretz or not. Mao, what's the halakha? Kevan denimoha, since the, nev- uh, the, the nevela has uh, been broken down, you want to say it's as if it's water, and therefore... It's not a hefsek between the sheretz and the actual water, and therefore it's considered floating. And if you touch it, maybe you touch it, sheretz or not, it's tahor odilma hai uchlau. Or you want to say at the end of the day, this nevela is considered food, even though it's been dissolved, even though it's like nothing, and uh, maybe it has a din of ochel, and maybe that ochel is separating the sheretz on top to the water that's on the bottom. And if you want to say it's food, how about sheretz al gabe shichvat zera? How about sheretz on top of a shichvat zera? And uh, maybe touch a sheretz, maybe not. What's the halacha? Do we say the shichvat zera is its own thing and it separates between the sheretz and the, the, the water? And therefore, someone maybe touch it, maybe not. It's not a floating tumani tameh. Or do we say the shichvat zera is a liquid and it's connected to the liquid on the bottom and it's tahor? Because it's going to be a sheretz floating on top of water. And if you want to say, if you want to say, since the Sheikh Vazira has been separated from someone's body, only then it becomes uh, it becomes uh, liquid. Therefore, it's considered like food, meaning in a sense where it, it, it separates between the water on the bottom to the sheretz on the top. But let's say you want to say that, and therefore the sheretz is not floating, and therefore it's metameh uh, Here's the question, sheretz al gabe mehatat. How about... 
if there's mechatat, meaning that's the water of the paraduma mixture, uh, if that's on the it's on the water, and you have a sheretz on top of that. Umechatat safin al So you have water, you have mechatat water, and then you have the sheretz. Ma, what's the halacha over there? Is the mechatat the water of the paraduma mixture? Is that considered liquid or is it considered its own thing? And the Gemara ends off, and we don't know the answer to all of these, and the Gemara ends off in a teko. Now, the Gemara is going to go back to the din of Tum'at Tehom. It's only if, if someone is Beheskat if someone's already Tameh, well, we're just going to consider him Tameh. He's just going to stay with his Hazaka. So, if they were Tameh met, and they threw on them the Paraduma on day three, and on day seven, on day seven, they went to Keverat the home. They didn't know that they, there was a Tumah over there. And then Nazir went and finished his Nazirut, and the Pesach did his Korban Pesach. And then they found out that they were Tamet, Tehorim. They are Tahor. The Nazir doesn't have to restart. The, the, korban, the person with the Korban Pesach doesn't have to do Pesach Sheni. My Tama, what's the reason? Tum'at Tehom is not strong enough to make you restart all over again. So now, Mativ Rabba. Rabba has a problem from what we learned on Mishnah. Yarad, litaher mitumatamet. If the Nazir went into the cave to, to, to go to the mikveh from tumatamet, and then he redid his Nazirut, he brought his korban, shaved his head, and then he found out there was a kezait of a mate in that cave when he was in the mikveh, well, we said that he's Tameh. Why? Shaskat Tameh Tameh, Shaskat Tameh Because he had a Hazakah of Tameh when he went to Mikveh, then he just stays Tameh. And he, ne- he never purified himself from the original Tum Atmet. So therefore, he has to restart everything again. Now, this is a problem on what Rav Hamnuna said to us before, that Nazir Tameh, that uh, they did the, 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 the Korban Zirut or Ose Pesach, that they don't have to restart uh, anything again. But over here, you're telling me, Heskat Tameh Tameh. So which one is it? So Amar Le, Rav Hamnuna explained to Rav Modin Alach, I'll admit to you, Benazir Shem Chosartiglachat, if Nazir didn't shave his head yet, okay, then you're right, he has to start all over again, because he still has a Hazaka of Tum'ah. So Amar Le Rabba, Rabba tells Rav Hamnuna, Af Ana Modina Lach Be'ose Pesach. I'll also admit to you, if the person is doing Korban Pesach, that he wouldn't have to do Pesach Sheni since he found out afterwards and it doesn't make him restart everything. So really, technically, Rav Hamnuna and Rabba don't argue. And according to both of them, and Naziru found that on day seven, and he still didn't shave, he would have to start all over again. But a person uh, who did uh, Korban Pesach or uh, Nazir after he shaved, that he found out later about the Kevrat Tehom, since they did whatever they had to do, therefore they were going to say they had a Hazkat and therefore Tumat uh, Tehom will not make them Tameh. So now, Abaye has a problem. Amar Le Abaye. Even if Nazir, after he shaved, still he's considered Tameh because he needs to wait uh, till nightfall. And he should still have a Hazakah Tameh. And if he gets into a suffix situation, he should start all over again. So Amale Rabbi explained to him that's not considered missing something because Shimsha Mimela Arva, the sun comes down on its own and he has nothing left for him himself to do. And therefore, he has a Hazkat Tahara. And if he enters a Safek situation, he doesn't have to restart. And by the way, Ve'af Abaye Hadarbe, even Abaye went uh, back on his statement. He retracted. The Tanya, we learned the Braita in regards to the woman who gave birth. We know the, uh, we know the mitzvah from the Torah. 
if it's a boy, she's tameh for a week, and then she is in a stage called tohar, tahara process for 33 days, altogether 40 days. Day 41, she brings a korban. And with the girl, it's two weeks plus 66 days, and on day 81, she brings a korban. And if during that, let's say during that uh, 40 days or 80 days, she has a miscarriage, Yom Melot, if it's on the day, if the miscarriage happened on the actual day that she's supposed to bring her korban, Tavi, she should bring a korban for that miscarriage separately. However, Toch Melot, if it happened before day 40 or before day 80, Lotavish doesn't have to bring a separate korban. One korban will cover everything. Now, here's something interesting. Let's say she doesn't have to bring a korban for, let's say, she gave birth or she had a miscarriage within those 80 days. But let's, if she, let's say she... Uh, Let's say she had another miscarriage after day 80. Maybe she'll bring one korban and that will cover everything. When she finishes her tahara process, if it happens on the day she finishes her tahara process, then she brings another korban. If it happened before, she doesn't have to bring another korban. And Amar of Kahana, what's the reason she doesn't have to bring another korban, the third one? Because Shani Ha'achadim Hasra Korban, because over here when she gave birth a, th- a third time, she was still in a tahara process uh, from the second birth or second miscarriage. So when she had that third uh, birth, miscarriage, whatever it is, that she's still not fully done with her tahara process. So she doesn't have to bring another korban. She only has to bring one korban. But in the case where she gave birth on Yom Melot, on that day, and she now has to bring a second korban, why should she have to bring a second korban if she gave birth on the day, or she had a miscarriage on the day where the Tara process is up? Meaning, she, even if she went to the Megvish, she still has to wait till the sun sets. And if she has to wait till the sun sets... She is still part of the first Tahara process. And by the way, and here Amadei Abaya, Abaya is the one to say, No, she did whatever she's supposed to do to become Tahor. The sun goes down by itself. And therefore, it's already considered, she's already considered Tahor and not in her Tahara process. So here you have it. Abaya agreed to what Rava said before, that the sun comes down on its own and the Tahara process was already done. Next Mishnah. If a person found a dead body, lying in a normal way, you're allowed to move it. However, you have to pick up the actual mat, but also the dirt around him, and then you can bury him somewhere else. If you found two dead bodies, again, you pick them up with the dirt around them, and you move them somewhere else. However, Matzah Shaloshafi found three dead bodies. Imyesh ben between each uh, body, between four to eight amot, meaning between uh, dead person number one and dead person number three, there's not more than eight amot, not less than four amot. At that point, it's a neighborhood of graves, meaning we're going to call it like a cemetery and you can't move them. 
And bodeke meno de Allah nasiyam. And now you have to check around these dead bodies, 20 amot, to see if anything else is there. Matzai had besof isrim amai. If he found uh, that person 20 amot away, then bodeke meno de Allah nasiyam. Then you have to check from that dead person another 20 amot going around. Shiraglaim ladavah. Because already uh, we have suspicion arise that they might be more dead people. And she'ilu te'ilam itzah. Now, even though if he found them by himself and he found nothing around them, not if he could just pick it up. But once we already did our checking, there's three dead people. Now, there's another one 20 amot away. At that point, we, we are suspicious that maybe there's more dead people. And the reason we're saying these numbers, uh, 4 amot, 8 amot, 20 amot, is uh, the Tosfor the explains based on uh, Babatra that when they used to bury people in caves, they would bury it in a way where it would take up uh, 4 amot, up to 8 amot, and there was a courtyard to the cave, and there would be there would be dead bodies going around, and that's how they got to the number four amot, eight amot, twenty amot. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen. Ve'amen.